Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. I'm your host, Carly McBride, Content Communications Manager. Before we get started, make sure you're subscribed to Order Up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform so you catch all our new episodes on their Monday release day. The National Restaurant Association is proud to celebrate Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. We're pleased to honor this community's contributions and influence on history, culture, and food. For this celebratory episode, I'm excited to welcome Feline Zitten, Executive Director of Workplace Legal and co-lead of the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Task Force at Panda Restaurants. Feline, you've been a fantastic contributor for the association as well as the Multicultural Food Service and Hospitality Alliance. And we're very excited to hear your story today. So thanks for taking some time to speak with us. Let's get started. So Feline, can you first introduce yourself and tell us a bit more about your background in restaurants? Thanks, Carly. My name is Feline Zidin, and I run the workplace legal team at Panda Legal Department. And I guess to start off, my parents were first-generation immigrants from the Philippines and immigrated first to Canada where I was born. And it was a very multicultural experience growing up in Toronto, Canada. Um, It was something that was pretty unique and special. Lots of immigrants from Europe, Eastern Europe, Caribbean, Asia, South America. And being in a working class family, I was always interested in how my parents, who had a formal education, were limited to working in more of the blue collar jobs. And it, it gave me a sense of curiosity And as we immigrated to Los Angeles when I was 16, there was another kind of culture shock to American culture and living in Canada. Even though I could speak the language, I had to navigate new social situations. And it was, again, this intersection of cultures and identities and learning more about American culture and history. And when I graduated from the UCLA political science program, I went to law school and I realized I was really interested in employment law. And I began to practice law, focusing in employment law and representing restaurant clients in class actions. And I found myself having an instant connection with people working in operations in restaurants. And they all had a common experience of working to build better lives for their families and for themselves, just like my parents. And so I really wanted to make an impact after practicing law for a while and litigating issues in the courts. And I was looking for a special opportunity to make a difference in a corporate setting. And Panda was special because it had a unique focus on developing its people and having a mission of bettering lives for its associates. And as part of my onboarding, I really chose to take a seven-week general manager and training program where I really learned how hard it is to work in restaurant operations, doing all the different positions and then also understanding what a general manager has to do in terms of systems and recruiting and developing people. And it helped me become a better lawyer so I could give advice to the business and to operations that adds value. So that's been my journey to the restaurant industry. Wonderful. And you've already spoken a little bit about this, but can you talk a little more about how your heritage has shaped who you are now as a restaurant executive? I think it helps me understand uh, being Filipino, I guess, and being a minority, a part of the Asian American Pacific Islander community. I work to understand 
you know, how do we include others? How do we, because that was our experience or, you know, either collectively or just in my experience in daily life is, you know, how do we make sure there's representation and different voices? And the goal would be to make sure to always have all ideas on the table and all kinds of ways to think about an issue or a problem and making sure that those voices are heard. Can you tell us a little bit about any challenges that you've faced on your path to success? <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> like, I think it's just more, but it's more about me and kind of being confident and identifying as, you know, Filipino, identifying as American, identifying as a woman, you know, those different ways that I saw myself and how I could be more confident about who I was becoming and have become to kind of move forward and make a difference. You know, I didn't think I had a voice. And then I think one of those things became really clear to me is that I do. And I just need to figure out how to have the courage to step outside the comfort zone of like, you know, just holding back and actually saying, Hey, this is what I think is an idea. And this is what could make the difference for a solution of whatever I'm doing, whether I'm working with operations or HR, or if it's, you know, you know, anything having to do with the company, just how do we come together as a team to talk through any issues and, that's what I do at Panda. Panda is really, again, like I mentioned about trying to teach how to be a leader. And so I get that coaching and I have to figure out how do I help lead the company moving forward? And part of it is just learning, like I get in the way of myself. And also, you know, maybe I need to be building more relationships, whether it's mentoring or networking to really understand like the landscape of what other people are dealing with so that when I come to the table with a problem or an end, a solution, I could also talk to them in their language so that I could influence. Um, but I guess, you know, challenges, I think a lot of times we're afraid of failure, you know, and I think talking about that vulnerably is something that I think people tend to think is not appropriate and taboo. What I've really learned at Panda is like actually sharing your challenges or mistakes that you've made kind of help people learn from you and you learn from yourself. And it also shows like credibility as a leader that you can actually kind of grow from these things. And it makes people feel safe to make mistakes around you and say, hey, this is what I'm going to do to fix it. This is how we're going to move forward. And it creates a better team environment for us to really take on like big challenges together. That concept of safety is so, so important in the workplace. And what you were just discussing is the perfect segue to my next question around, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone and developing these programs. So what programs has Panda put in place to celebrate AAPI month as well as diversity in the workplace? That's a great question. And we've really been focusing on people development at Panda, and that's what we're all about and celebrating all of our cultural heritages and backgrounds and making us better and well-rounded in terms of being more inclusive. So internally at Panda, we are starting to host internal diversity, equity, inclusion panels where we celebrate a certain heritage or community, including Pride Month, to learn about all of our associates more personal and also professional 
and how they've grown at Panda and, and what it takes to be a leader. And it's amazing and inspiring to hear everyone's unique story. There are a lot of people in operations that actually started at entry-level positions and have worked their way to higher-level senior positions in the company. And it's really cool to hear their, their journey. And outwardly, uh, Panda is all about giving back to the community, too. And on top of all the work that we do with our philanthropic arm called Panda Cares, uh, we also uh, have a philanthropic arm at Panda Express our, in our corporate stores. And we have launched a Panda Community Fund last year, which was a $10 million investment program that supports immediate and sustainable solutions to uplift diverse communities. And for this AAPI Heritage Month this year, uh, we partnered with a global fashion designer, Philip Lim, and his namesake brand, 3.1 Philip Lim, on a special initiative to tackle a prevalent yet often overlooked issue of food insecurity within the AAPI community. And we designed a merchandise collection to have 100% of the net proceeds go towards six organizations supporting a cause and had a GoFundMe page too. And it was just really fun to see how other AAPI founded companies work and how they are also grounded in purpose, just like Panda. So it was just nice to collaborate with Philip Lim um, and that fashion brand. And then I think at the AAPI panel that we did this month, you know, the theme for us is how do we break that stereotype or model minority myth of Asians being only compliant, quiet, you know, academically focused, and really share more about how individual leaders in the AAPI community are really expressing themselves. So like what ways that we express ourselves with our creativity and our voices. So that was a highlight for us to do something special. And speaking of those associates, you, you mentioned earlier that you call your employees associates, which, which I like. Have you seen impacts on either workforce development or associate retention with these programs? I think it's still early. And that's just the work to be done at Panda is really to continue to build a dashboard to make sure that we are managing these metrics that we're working through and then kind of managing any gaps. So I think also I was encouraged right? in looking at all these other companies out there that are kind of legacy companies. They're all doing this work. Right. And I think that's the cool thing to see how much they've grown, but they're still kind of working with dashboard metrics. And what does it mean to be transparent about pay or any kind of you know promotion and, and what that means and how that looks. But I think it's all good work because what I'm hearing is just more of a commitment to really understanding how there could be things like, uh, you know, systemic barriers that we're just not aware of and how to support you know, our associates and growing with the company, it's only going to help us retain. So I think we're still working through the uh, proof of concept, but I, I understand that it's really important work to be done still because it's a part of the employer value proposition today, right? We, we do need to make sure uh, we understand what our associates value and they value, again, an inclusive workplace and value, space for belonging, and for their voices to be heard. Fantastic. It sounds like, or Panda is doing the hard work and the good work to build these programs. It is, and it's not that sexy, to be honest, because I think sometimes people are like, well, like, you know, just go and like, 
have it have, and it's like well we have to like analyze this data and look back and go understand what the gaps are and then create systems it's very procedural but it's actually exciting because this this is the structure that's going to create change and in, in a meaningful way to make a difference but I think overall Panda's commitment to growing our associates, again, from the very beginning in its mission statement is something that we're living into by doing this work as well. So it's all aligned. Is there any advice, I guess you would say, that you could give to other restaurants looking to make a bigger impact on diversity and inclusion? If you wanted to give some advice for them to start small, what would you say? I would say... Yeah, I get down to doing the hard work of creating a team that's willing to look at, you know, where you're at and be willing to look at that and say, okay, here's where we are. And then where can we go? Um, Also, make sure like you create your own kind of purpose around diversity, equity, inclusion, so that it's something that you can live into as you do the work. Sometimes it can be very overwhelming, like, oh, I got to attack all these problems. And it's like, well, what what really resonates for our mission and values as a company is like how diversity, equity, inclusion should show up. And from there, like even if you get thrown all these different issues, you can then ground them in like, okay, so how does this fit into what we're committed to? And, And that could help you guys focus. What's the most important for your company? Because every company is different. And that's what I'm really realizing. Because if we talk about like what kind of consultants we use, they always give like case studies and things like that. And you're like, that's not, that's kind of our company, but that's not our company. So I think it's really understanding you're really creating your own company recipe for elevating diversity, equity, inclusion. And that's okay. It's okay to have it be your own and you don't have to be over here, you know, the gold standard over there, you know, the thing not to do. You could be something that's truly yours and it is your voice of the, the company that's like, it's authentic to what it stands for. So looking forward, what do you hope our audience takes away from this discussion today? If anyone's listening there, I think it, if you're wondering, like, what are we doing as a company or how do we do this? I think it's important for you then to, if you have those questions to get involved and to say, you know what, I have this question. It's really kind of gnawing at me. I want to do something about it. Get involved. If, if there's no one, then maybe that's like, it sounds daunting, but then take a step forward and say, you know, I might not have all the solutions, but I want to be a placeholder for this issue and uh, invite others to stand with me because that's how I started. You know, I'm not the expert, but I decided for myself that this was important, not even just for Panda as a company, but who I am as a person. And, you know, if I'm going to raise my kid to say like, this is something I want to stand for, I actually have to show up and do that. (laughs) And, um, you know, and, and, or my team at work, if you want something to happen, then you want to make sure that you create something, an action, anything. Um, and it just takes one step. And so out of that, you know, I got involved and I got other people involved. And so you can't do it by yourself. You're obviously going to do it with other people. And over time, 
a little thing can grow into a bigger thing and that can actually show up into making a difference on a larger scale. So just uh, listen to that voice that there's something important, if that's something that speaks to you and just take one action. It doesn't mean that you have to give up your day job or you have other family obligations. It just could just be a small action, but don't ignore it because it's there for a reason. Feline, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us today. This has been a very insightful conversation and we appreciate your inputs. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. Follow us on your favorite podcast player and find out more at restaurant.org slash podcasts. Episode produced by Dante32.